0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode, and I want to dive into a two topics actually. Um, so the first one's going to be a, insights into a building phase, and we'll uh, talk about what that is exactly here in a little bit. And then the last one is how to manage a night out drinking. I know that for a lot of people, they enjoy you know having a social life, and you know there's a way that you can go about it where it's not. Really going to crush your uh, progress or your gains or anything like that. So let's dive into the first topic. So uh, insights into a building phase. So what is a building phase? So basically, it's a phase where the goal is to build muscle while minimizing fat gain. Um, you know, you can also prior, uh, term this bulking phase, massing phase, whatever. It doesn't. Happen. It's a, it's the same thing. So the, those will be used interchangeably. I like to use building phase because you know that's essentially what we're doing. I think bulking and massing kind of steers people away from it, to where it's like I don't. I don't want to block, I don't want to mass. So I like to use building. And so what I want to go over is some insights I've gained from coaching clients and going through multi- multiple building phases myself so you have the awareness you need to work through these challenges when they arise and just things to expect. Too many people give up the second things are a little uncomfortable, but you're not going to be. So let's uh, dive into it. So first thing is don't rush the process. A mistake I made in the past and a mistake I know Many other people have made in the past is trying to rush the process by just eating as much as possible. You hear bulking, so you automatically assume you can just eat whatever you want when you want. This has been coined the seafood diet. And when I say seafood, I mean seafood, S E E, not S E A. Uh, basically, seafood is your seafood, you eat it. Um, and I did it before, put on size, and I was not. And I did, so I did put on size while I, while I did this, where it was just like, I'm just going to eat everything. I'm just going to try to see my weight go up. Uh, I, I put on a little bit more body fat than probably needed to. I definitely put on size, which helped me long-term, but again, I spent a lot of time being not as lean as I should have been. Uh, and so, you know, again, that was just because I rushed it. I ate whatever I wanted. Uh, the unfortunate truth is that many of us, uh, have found out from doing this that it is, uh that that it it does it does help you gain weight but more of it is fat than is probably desired um, again you may build more muscle doing it this way but like if you compare it to basically where you do you have somebody who is eating at like a smaller surplus compared to somebody who's eating in a large surplus and they just gain a ton of weight the person a large surplus is going to gain more muscle however they are also going to gain a lot more body fat in the process, so you kind of have to weigh that. You have to, you know, you have to take that in, into consideration. There is that extra body fat. Is that and that extra body fat is a lot more body fat. Is it worth a little bit of extra muscle? Usually, it's not. You're better off going at a slow pace and then kind of going in cycles with it. Uh, so again, you're better off. You're you're better off going at a slower pace and minimizing fat gain. So again, you don't need as large of a calorie surplus as you think. Uh, Newer trainees can get away with larger uh, surpluses. Um, However, but, you know, but as you advance, you really, you really only want to be in a surplus of about 250 to 500 calories or so. So if you're new to training, you are able to get away with, having a larger surplus and you, it, it makes sense, you know, your body's primed for gaining muscle. So more of that is going to, more of that surplus is going to go towards building muscle. Whereas the more advanced you get, your body is not as primed to build muscle just because again, it doesn't like having a lot of muscle. So, you know, it's not going to prioritize it. You, you really have to give the body a reason to build it. So uh, a larger sur- surplus that, that larger surplus is essentially going to go to more fat gain than, than anything. So as you get more advanced, it, it kind of sounds counterintuitive. You would think that when you first get started, you could get away with less of a surplus um, or you should go with, you know, less of a surplus and then the more advanced you get, you should go with more of a surplus, but uh, it's not the case. Um, but in saying all this, like you definitely don't want to go too slow either. Uh, as this may hamper how much muscle you, you put on, So you you have to walk this fine line or you don't want to go too much, but you also don't want to go too slow either. So, you know, how how do we go about this and like, how do we figure this out? I like to aim for weight gain per week or over time. It doesn't necessarily have to be per week, but over time, you want to average it out. You want to see that weight gain to be about 0.25 to 0.5% of body weight per week. So if you're taking somebody who's 170 pounds, that's going to be anywhere from about 0.4 pounds from anywhere to 0.85 pounds per week. So again, if you, if you do that per month, per month, that's about two to two, two to four pounds per month, essentially that you, that you would want to be gaining uh, in weight. Uh, again, anything slower than that, you know, if you're gaining a, a, a pound per month, it's like, uh, you don't even really know. And even if two pounds, it's like, it's kind of hard to, to tell if you're actually gaining. So, uh, it can be challenging in, in that regard, but again, we would rather do that than gain ten pounds a month because we know if you're going to gain ten pounds a month, especially as you're more advanced, uh, chances are most of that ten pounds is going to be uh, body fat, and obviously that's not going to look great. Um, you know, and the the big takeaway here is you cannot speed up the muscle growth process by just eating more past a certain point. Again, the big the key phrase there is past a certain point. Um, obviously, if you're eating in a deficit and you go to uh, surplus that's obviously going to help speed up muscle growth but once you get into that surplus again 250 to 500 calories uh, you know once once you're past that you know you're not going to speed up the process a lot of people think they can speed up the muscle building process by doing more protein again past a certain point if you go from 100 grams of protein to 150 per day that is going to speed, speed it up but again once you get that done you can't make it go any faster um, you can't just have 500 grams of protein per day and, and to expect muscle growth to speed up. Uh, Doctor Mike has a, uh, a good analogy here. I love it. He's like basically trying to speed up the muscle growth process past a certain point is like trying to drive faster in a car that is already going max speed. You know, essentially you're just sitting there trying to press the gas pedal down and just keep trying to push it harder and harder. But again, it's not going anywhere. It's already going as fast as it can. So that's essentially the same thing here. Um, to go back to the 250 to 500 calorie surplus, I'm sure some people's question is, well, what exactly is that? And this is again why I track body weight rather than actual numbers, because people, the, the amount, the surplus you need is going to be, it's going to, or the exact number of calories you need is going to be different from everybody. It's really hard to say what that's going to be. Okay. So I don't want to give any numbers around that. That's why, again, tracking body weight, I think is so important. If you see that weight trending up in the, in the, you know, starts, starts slower, but then if, if you're finding that you're falling under like 0.4 pounds per week, okay. Now, you know, to, to. Up, how many calories? Because some people have metabolisms that are really good at adapting to higher calories. And what I mean by that is, you give somebody a surplus, um, an initial surplus, and then the body just basically you start to find you find yourself moving more, you're eating more, so you're burning more calories doing that. So, yeah, you find yourself burning more calories by by moving more and then eating more. You're burning more calories, and so, uh, but then some people they, you know, their body doesn't adapt to it and, and they're are they don't have to make as many changes to gain weight um and that's why you know probably where a lot of people fall into when they're uh, when you know some people struggle with gaining weight more than others but in this case obviously we want to gain weight so then you have the opposite problem where people have trouble gaining weight they're the ones that you're really going to have to increase their calories and just giving them a a number is is not going to work so that surplus is kind of a moving target there and again that's why we want to track body weight Um, So the next thing, uh, the next insight is it's still important to track while building a big mistake I made in the past. And I see all my clients make is once they are done doing a fat loss phase, they think tracking is not important. Um, I know that for me personally, I've been in the past, once I got done with my shows or anything, I was just done tracking, you know, I hated it. And so I stopped tracking and, you know, I see this happen a lot with clients too. They want to track when they're in fat loss phase, they get out of the fat loss phase and then they. You know, and they stop tracking. Um, but you can make a good argument that tracking during your building phase is just equally as important again to go back to what we just talked about there, especially with we got to walk that fine line of we don't want to go too slow, but we don't want to go too fast with our weight gain. Um, but you can totally get away with not tracking during a building phase. Um, and instead just monitor your body weight and focus on habits like making sure you get a lead source of protein in each each meal. Um, but you may be risking things a bit. Um, some that I will talk about in a bit, like, for example, under eating. And the big takeaway is if you aren't tracking anything, you just don't know what's going on. So you don't have to necessarily track your calories and macros, but you definitely want to track things. You know, obviously your body weight, um, ideally if you could, you know, track how much protein you're getting per day, something you just want to track. You just want to make sure you are tracking something rather than just kind of leaving it up to, to chance. Uh, if you're not tracking anything, you know, how do you really know what's going on there? Uh, this goes both ways. You could be over, you could be overeating and this could cause some unnecessary fat gain or you could be undereating, which it, which could cause you to miss out on some muscle growth. So again, it's not necessarily like either or either you're going to be undereating or overeating. you could be doing one or the other by not tracking. Um, not to mention since we want to gain at a slower rate, you really don't need that many calories to gain. Um, again, especially the more advanced you are. Um, and as I just kind of talked about earlier, some people do have metabolisms that adapt to overfeeding. And again, what I mean by that is one person may subconsciously increase their activity levels when they increase their calories. Uh, so they would need to continue to increase their calories to be in a surplus, whereas some don't adapt as well. And they would not need to increase their calories as much. Um, so, you know, we, th- these are just things that we want to find out. If you're not tracking anything, you, you don't know. Uh, in this current building phase, I have been tracking 90% of the time. And when I say that I've been tracking my calories and macros, uh, And I can definitely say I'm the leanest. I've been nearing my highest weight in the last ten years since I did that seafood diet. So I'm about 176, 177. Definitely the leanest I've been at this weight uh, before. Um, And you know, I I definitely think that tracking has been super helpful with that because again, I've been able to gain weight, but I've also ensured that I haven't put on a ton of body fat either. I think if I wouldn't have been tracking, I definitely think it would have been easy to, you know, I could have gained the weight. That wouldn't have been a problem. But what would that weight that weight that I gained, what would that have been made up of? It probably would have been a little bit more body fat. Um, I still have more body fat than when I was getting ready for my photo shoot at the time, right? Like, I'm not super lean, my, my abs aren't popping like they do when I'm getting ready for a photo shoot or doing a bodybuilding show. Um, but again, I'm definitely leaner than I have been at this current weight um, in the past. I know about a, like right before my last photo shoot, I think I got up to like 177, 178. And looking back at the pictures, I'm definitely leaner right now than I was then. Again, make sure you're tracking something during your building phases. Uh, the more you can track, the better, the more accurate you can be with, it. not the more accurate, but again, the more you can track. And, and what I mean by that, again, it doesn't necessarily have to be calories and macros, but if you really want to maximize your results, I think that that's something that you should um, consider doing. Uh, the next insight is be patient and stick with the process. Um, too many times people see a little body fat come on and then they they switch out and they and they start cutting again. Uh, this sucks for a few reasons. The first is muscle takes momentum by going in and out of building phases to cut. You are hurting muscle growth. Um, you know, it, 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 takes time. And if, if every eight weeks or six to eight weeks, you're like, Oh no, I'm getting, getting by if I need to cut real quick you're you're just, you're just interrupting that process. And it, it, it just makes it tougher. Uh, just like, for example, I know this, um, a good analogy here would be when I'm trying to work and, and I get super focused, but then you look at your phone and again, you don't really think it's doing much, but then it takes you another minute to get back on track. And if you do that a couple times, you, know, you keep interrupting the process and you got to refocus. And it's the same type of thing with, with building muscle here. You keep interrupting that process and then you got to refocus. And so it's, it's not, not a good thing to get yourself into there. Um, again, since muscle takes momentum, you also need to cement your gains essentially. And so when you cut too often, you're basically telling your body, the muscle you put on isn't that important. Therefore, you're going to hamper muscle growth. So earlier, I kind of mentioned your body past a certain point really doesn't want to add too much muscle. Uh, it just doesn't like having a ton of muscle on. Uh, and so, like, we have to give it reason. So if you're if you're going six weeks building some muscle, you're in a building phase, and then you're like, I need to cut. and Then you decide to cut. you know, you're, again, you're just going to tell your body that that muscle you put on is not super important. So it's just going to be like, well, let's get rid of this, you know. Uh, so super important that you. Stick to the process and don't go in and out of building phases. Um, I know it can be tough to see your body composition not look as great, but again, you have to realize it's only temporary. Uh, For most people that are going into a building phase, you've probably cut before at some point. So you've cut before, you know how to do it. You you know how to cut weight. You can do it again. Uh, Not to mention more muscle is going to make this process easier in the future. So I think a lot of people get scared that they're going to gain a bunch of weight and they're never going to get lean again, or they're never going to look that way, but look, you did it once and you can do it again. And the best, the best part is, is it's going to be easier because you've done it before and you have more muscle. Um, again, a sure way to spin your wheels and never see progress with your physique is cutting too often. I uh, you know, I'm something that I've just really been passionate about lately is people just, they try to cut too much. They try to cut weight too much and it ultimately hurts their body composition. Um, you're going to, so the next insight is you're going to have days you don't want to eat. Um, there are going to be days where you don't want to eat at the calorie amount you have set. I run into this pretty regularly right now. The further you get into it, the more likely it's going to happen. If you're somebody who's coming off a cut the first like month or two of gaining, you're just going to be like, this is amazing. I could do this forever. But then you start getting into month three, month four, month five, month, month, month six. And you're just like this. There's some days where you're like, I don't want to eat anything. Um, again, just like with fat loss, you're going to have days where you want to eat more but obviously here it's going to be the, the opposite where you're going to have days where you just don't want to eat anymore but again we don't want to go through this process where you one day you eat a lot then the next day you barely eat anything then you eat a lot then you don't again it's sort of the same thing that i just talked about losing that momentum um, you're just going to have to push through this if you want to take your body to that next that next stage that next level uh, you're going to have to get a little uncomfortable uh, when it comes to building muscle, we don't want to have days where you eat more than others. It needs to be relatively stable within hundred calories or so. Uh, when you're in a fat loss phase, you have the luxury of being a bit more flexible from day to day. So long as you keep your protein intake up, uh, you're not going to have this luxury when you're building muscle. Again, you don't want to have a day where, you know, when you're in a fat loss phase, you can have a day where maybe you go out with friends, you eat a little bit more, the next day, you just eat a little less calories. Um, so maybe it looks like something like, again, over two days, you have 4,000 calories. Maybe one day is uh, 2700. Let's make this a little bit better. <laughs> 4,000 calories over two days. So, say your deficit's at 2,000 calories. You know, maybe one day you have 2700, the next 2500, the next day you're going to have 1500. Okay. Now, when you're building muscle, say you in over two days, you're having 6,000 calories. You don't want to have a day where it's 4,000 and then the next day it's 2,000. You want to make sure it's very close to 300 or 3,000 calories, give or take 100 or so. So, like maybe one day it's 2,900, the next day it's, you know, 3,100, like something like that, right? Um, and so, you know, if you start to run into this problem where you, you're you not as hungry, you're having trouble getting your calories in, uh, try to start to include more calorie dense foods into your diet. Again, these are foods that make it easier to eat more calories, basically, the opposite of what you want to do when you're cutting. So, uh, calorie dense foods are going to be things that f- they don't have a lot of volume, but they get a lot of calories. So, think, you know, your processed type foods. Uh, stuff like that. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be processed foods, but we want foods that again make it easier to get the calories in. Training should be tough. Uh, I talk a lot about how training sucks when in a calorie deficit, but in a but training in a building phase should also be challenging. Uh, you have more food coming in, uh, so that obviously helps. That makes it easier to go train. But the downside is that that means you can this just means you can push it a little extra and you can get away with doing more volume. Um, so if your training is easy week over week and you don't feel like you're pushing yourself, then you can definitely expect to be leaving some gains on the table. Again, I don't think every week needs to be the toughest workouts you have ever done, but if you never get to that point, uh, to where it's like, wow, these, these workouts are getting tough. Like I can tell I'm doing a lot, then eh, I'm going to be skeptical that you're building as much muscle as you could be. Uh, if you want to kind of hear, read about, or listen, on how to kind of maximize your time in the gym when it comes to building muscle, a podcast with Jordan Lips that I did uh, a couple weeks ago is a great episode. I highly recommend you going back and checking that one out. Uh, It was just a couple weeks ago. So I think it's probably episode like 84 or 86. Uh, Another thing here, uh, another insight is don't neglect sleep and stress management. Uh, Too often myself and clients think that we can just kind of brush this part off, you know, not in a fat loss phase. So this doesn't matter as much. You know, I can kind of go out a little bit more. I can stay up later. I don't have to worry about all these little things, but this honestly cannot be further from the truth. Getting quality sleep and managing your stress is just as important during this time. Uh, the less sleep you get and the more stress you are just means you will, be, you, you will be able to do less training than you could be. Um, and, and that unfortunately just means you're going to be leaving some gains on the table. And that also means you know, you're not going to be able to recover as well from the training you do. So you kind of have a double whammy there. Also the other thing about getting shitty sleep is when you get poor sleep, the body tends to shift its preference towards fat gain rather than muscle gain. Not good. So you need to make sure that you need to make sure that stress management and sleep are still high on the priority list during this time. Recovery is super important during building phases. Um, the last insight is just to avoid going too long without eating. Uh, this kind of goes back to everything I said about how you got to push through to eat, but again, you don't want to go too long without eating. Um, I think intermittent fasting probably is a terrible tool for building muscle, um, and so we just want to limit how far apart we eat. So try to avoid going longer than three to five hours without eating. Um, again, this is where once you get deep into a, a, a building phase, you know the beginning is always great, but once you get, but once you get deep into it. You can see where it can become challenging, right? You know, you're not as hungry. You don't want to eat as much. You know, eating it every three or five hours can just just get boring and just repetitive. And you can see where you can run into some issues where a lot of people leave a lot of gains on the table. Uh, again, for me, when when work gets busy, I really struggle with this at times. But we but we need to avoid being in an energy deficit as os- as often as possible. Uh, and two eating around your workouts is really important to, to maximize the training performance. Again, we talked about training performance is super important during a building phase. Uh, and, and you, you're going to want to do more, uh, you know, training is going to be tough because you're, you're really pushing yourself. So we want to try to get, we want to try to make sure we're staying fueled around the times of our workouts. Uh, if you can try to eat within one, two hours before you work out and then one, two hours after you work out. And so there you go. Those are my insights into a building phase. Um, uh, let me know if you have any questions on this. Hopefully now after listening to this, you're able to if you feel really good about taking on a building phase and you kind of know some issues that you may run into. Um, again, it can be a challenge to switch from fat loss mindset to a building mindset, uh, but I promise you it's the best thing you can do for yourself and your, your long-term progress. Cool. Well, and then lastly, uh, the other thing I want to go over is, uh, is alcohol, how to manage a night out drinking. Um, So a lot of my online clients, you know, they love to work out and eat right, but they also like to enjoy a social life, uh, usually involving some drinks. Um, So here's how we, uh, you know, I manage it, how I have clients manage it. So first thing is stay active throughout the day. Um, You know, moving more does burn more calories than not. But the big thing is staying active can help you regulate your appetite much better, so that obviously helps you when you get the munchies or something like that uh stick with lower calorie options so uh, do your best to avoid high calorie drinks you know think things like heavy beer sugary drinks margaritas stuff like that and stick to lower calorie options like dry wines light beers mixed drinks with diet soda or zero calorie mixers uh, again those are going to help minimize how many calories you consume from how many calories you take in from drinking um have a high protein meal ready for later too. So, you know, if you know, you're going out, make sure you have a high protein meal, um, uh, cooked for later. Uh, cause, cause you know, after a night of drinking you're ready to eat whatever is placed in front of you, stay ahead of the game and have a good high protein meal ready to be demolished when you get home. That's going to be better than having a, just a, a pizza or chips or something to, to demolish when you get home, save your calories earlier in the day, uh, and slash stick with high fiber, high protein food before drinking. Um, eat a little lighter earlier in the day and focus on high-fiber, high-protein foods. You know, Do you really need to eat chips and pizza earlier in the day before drinking? I think this is where a lot of people get themselves in trouble is you know, they want to blame, oh, going out. But then earlier in the day, they're also eating whatever the hell they want. They have no plan earlier in the day uh, to you know, try to eat as best as they can beforehand. Also, pace yourself. Uh, the more you drink, the more negative effects it will have on fat loss and building muscle. Again, by pacing yourself, you will enjoy each drink more and it will set yourself up to have less. Now, is that a sure bet that you weren't going to have more? No, but again, if you slow down, it's more likely. Whereas if you just are kind of down on drinks, it's going to be easy to overdrink and to get drunk. Set a limit, uh, have some sort of limit for the night. Will you stick to it? Maybe, maybe not. But in my experience, this can help you drink less overall. Uh, again, the goal is to avoid the nights where you have four plus drinks per night. I think anytime you have more than that, it's just going to, it's just going to hurt you. Um, so, you know, have have some sort of limit around drinking in terms of how many you're gonna have. Well maybe you're like, you know what, I mean I'm just gonna have four tonight. Again, are you gonna are you gonna hit that? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe at five go over your limit, but you know, that's still going to be better than 10 drinks or something like that, right? Because you you set that limit where I feel like if you don't have a limit, it's just kind of a free for all and it just is what it is. You know, you just kind of drink until the night's over and whatever. Whereas if you have a limit, it's kind of like okay, I'm getting close, I need to slow down. You start to kind of savor it a little bit more. Um, again it's kind of just kind of a just helps you kind of stabilize a little bit. Um, and then try to drink and then drink water throughout the night. Um, your muscles like to be hydrated, not to mention you will think yourself in the morning by staying hydrated. So, again, uh, make sure you're drinking water throughout the night. I know every night that I've drank in the past and I didn't have water, I definitely regretted that in the morning. And every night I've had water after drinking, I've always been thankful of it, uh, especially the next day. You just feel better. I was dehydrated. And then bias your drinking towards earlier in the day, um, getting drunk before bed will negatively impact sleep. So, so try to drink as far away from sleep as you can. I know if you go out at night, obviously that doesn't help, but do your best to move it as far away from, uh, bedtime as possible. And so, yeah, those are some tips to enjoy a night out drink. Uh, If you have any questions on this, please let me know. Again, you know, as uh, you know, most of my clients, we take fitness seriously, uh, but also learning how to enjoy life is a big part of what we do uh, with our one on one coaching. So, if you're ready to take that next step, fill out that link in the show notes and we'll get you started on some one on one coaching. Uh, But that's it for this episode. If you have any questions on anything, please let me know and we will chat next week.